Thank you so much for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. And uh, my guests in studio, of course, are my usual posse. That's Mr. Gary Baker, Ed Rudell, and Cal Carson. And uh, we're delighted as well to welcome somebody else to the conversation, and that is uh, Mr. Dave Hurt, who is with us, Hurst rather, who is the Director of Market Analysis for Next Energy here in Michigan. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And especially doing it last minute here because uh, uh, I was just uh, a little more than 24 hours ago, I think it was, uh, that Elon Musk in Los Angeles introduced something called the Power Wall, which is a battery technology that, uh, well, at least ostensibly says it, it could be revolutionary. And I guess that's part of why we were inviting you along to talk about that because I know that Next Energy is involved in promoting technology like this. You're a convener, collaborator, and a service provider that accelerates advanced energy technologies throughout a whole bunch of industries. So I was interested in kind of getting some of your feedback about the Powerwall, first of all. I guess it'd be good maybe if we could describe the Powerwall and and its significance as a battery. Sure. So uh, the Powerwall is in in basic terms, it's a big battery. Uh, it's sort of like an electric vehicle where it's got a big battery that actually powers the vehicle. This would be, in a similar way, a big battery that would power your house. Uh, it's designed fairly sleekly, um, depending on kind of your opinion of these things. Uh, you know, it's got kind of an Apple-esque design, I would yeah. say. <laughs> um, and it comes in two different sizes. There's a 7-kilowatt-hour and a 10-kilowatt-hour, and uh, I don't want to go... Yeah. deep in the weeds on that, but right. in essence, a kilowatt hour is the amount of electricity you use within an hour. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, a typical home will use between 13 to 20 kilowatt hours in a day, roughly, mm-hmm. um, and depending on kind of the size of the home and what you've got in it and that sort of thing. So neither of these batteries are really designed to power a home for the entire day. Right. Um, what they are designed to do is something that's called peak shaving or um, reducing peak load. So at certain times of the day, you'll have uh, your house will use a lot more energy than at other times. Um, like right now, for instance, you think about when you go to work, uh, your house may be empty. Um, there's, there's not a lot happening there. Everybody kind of comes home at you know roughly the same time. You sure. turn on the... You turn on the big screen TV. You start cooking. Um, all of this stuff. You see energy. You see energy spike at that point where sure. uh, people are using a lot mm-hmm. more. And so, this battery could be used at that time to power the house. Uh, so you're not using power from the grid during that time. Right, Dave. I, Dave Hurst, by the way, is with us. He is the director of market analysis for Next Energy. Dave, is this? Uh, and guys, feel free to chime in on this too. Is, is this really a unique, a new technology? Is there anything special about this, or has he just managed to pack? Has Elon Musk and Tesla kind of repackaged something in a new way? In essence, I would say he's he's done some slick packaging of a product that has existed. Um, he has definitely lowered the price. Um, you know, the quotes that I've seen that that three thousand dollar price for the um, for the battery is mm-hmm. is roughly, I'd say, twenty five to thirty percent lower than kind of typical pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, maybe twenty to thirty percent lower. So so he's definitely got kind of an aggressive price position on it as well. Right. 
Um, um, but it's not it's not something new per okay, se. Okay. So this has been done. Okay, okay. okay, I'm missing something. So Elon Musk has, has this power wall, but it has to get its energy from somewhere. Right. So you're saying that basically they shave electricity during off hours and he distributes it during peak hours. Yeah, and it could be coming from solar sources. It could be coming from solar sources. He could actually be stealing. Well, and Dave will tell you that there are different pricing depending on when you take the electricity off the grid, right, Uh. Dave? Well, yes and no. So that (laughs) honestly depends on where you are. Here in Michigan, we do not have, that's called time of use pricing. And we do not have time of use pricing unless you're a very large, you know, commercial operator. Residents, um, consumers like myself, uh, we do not have time of use pricing. Okay. So my my electricity price is the same until I've used a certain amount. Now that's where it could benefit. I I believe, you know, I'm, uh, our utility is DT Energy, and I believe it's the first 16 or 17 kilowatt hours are one price, and then it jumps after that. So if you typically use 20 kilowatt hours and you could use this to cover the other three, right. um, then you could stay in that lower that lower price point. Gotcha. But um, in places like California, they definitely have different prices for different times of day. Mm-hmm. And, then and, and he my- lives in California, and that's what he's made the market <laughs> for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Until we yeah. pass a law that makes sense. Yeah. So based that's upon the energy the, policy. So based upon the alleged price of this device... What what is the uh, what would be in Michigan? What would be the payback payback time that we would get on something like this? How many years would you have to have it? I haven't done the calculation, but it would be a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the one thing that this is going to do, we hope, is drive down the cost of st- of 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 battery of storing electricity because storing electricity is the hardest thing to store. You cannot store it. Yeah. You need battery technology. You know, you when we, you, you, we think of uh, home generators. I have a generator at home. It's a 10,000, you know, watt unit That because I lose electricity in Ortonville about eight times a year, <laughs> and, <laughs> if not more. Last year, I lost it for 29 days total in, the, wow. in 2014. And, and so I have to have a generator that I haul out of the garage. Okay, so... But I have to use gasoline. If, with it, if there was an economical way to store electricity... This is hopefully will drive it and drive the cost down, and, and that's what I'm looking at this for. Mm. Is it because he has a huge battery plant, and and if they they keep on making innovations in lithium ion battery technology, General Motors is also making in, inroads into that. You have you know Tesla's doing the same thing. I mean, we're hoping that this will spur. Um, innovation and drive the cost of battery electrical storage down and, for home consumers. And Dave, that was part of the reason why I asked you to become anything because I know Next Energy is involved in promoting that kind of new technology. Yes, so we work with a number of early stage companies and technology developers that are doing not just lithium ion, um, but but other technologies as well. One that has received uh, press recently is called SATKey Three. And they are a solid-state battery technology that's actually not yet brought to market. Um, hmm. But they are they are targeting. Um, actually, I guess I'm not quite sure where they're going to end up targeting. Uh, I don't believe it's going to be large battery packs like this. But um, but they're one that we're looking at. Um, we also support some advanced lead acid. So. Both of these are outside of the lithium-ion, so there's a lot of work going on within lithium-ion, but I don't want to forget also that there's a lot going on um, you know, outside of lithium-ion as well. One of the, one of the organizations that uh, just recently won a uh, technology challenge that we had is called Advanced Battery Concepts, 
uh, they're doing a advanced lead acid. So it's not your typical lead acid that's in your car battery. Uh, it's, a, it's a different design to that. Mm. Dave, could you hang around for a little bit? Because sure. what I, I want to do is, you've, you've mentioned something I think it's important for our listeners to know about as well, that here in Michigan, there is a lot of development that's going on as well. And while Elon Musk, and, and I think uh, justifiably, has gathered a lot of interest for the way he's packaged this kind of uh, technology, uh, there is, as you said, and Next Energy is involved in promoting this, a lot of research that's going on in the state of Michigan. We're talking with Dave Hurst, who is the director of market analysis at Next Energy, and they're very much involved in promoting, and as you heard, for instance, um, often being able to put grants together to help companies. As a matter of fact, Mike Brennan, who was the editor of MI Tech News, one of his headlines is about something that you folks have done just recently in terms of some match grants. Can you talk a little bit about those and what they're promoting? Um, I can talk a bit about them. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not closely involved in that work. So um, that's all right. I tell you what, I, yeah. I caught you with an unexpected question there, and I do that's have a little right. more information that I'll bring in. Matter of fact, well, matter of fact, in the next hour we may have Mike give a little more information on that. But the exciting thing is that developments are going on there. I want to come back in a little bit in just a moment after break. Talk a little bit more about the technologies involved in batteries and what's going on here in the state of Michigan. In this world of gadgets where they seem to be multiplying like bunny rabbits, uh, we have had an announcement made this last week about a very important uh, development, that, and that is a, a, a new battery is being presented by Elon Musk. It's called the Tesla Powerwall. And uh, Gary Baker, uh, Ed Riddell, and Cal Carson and I have been discussing some of these details with our guest who's been online. He is from Next Energy. That's Dave Hurst. He's the Director of Market Analysis for Next Energy, an organization in our state of Michigan that is involved in promoting and, and enabling and advancing in as many ways as they possibly can advanced energy technology. So, Dave, again, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks again for the opportunity. Yeah. You know, Dave, um, Forbes, I was reading an article um, just, I guess, this morning, uh, and they were saying that, oh, this is just one of Tesla's uh another toy for the rich and famous right <laughs> that it's so expensive and i'm thinking wait a minute every new technology enter the market pricey and then it's going to drop when you start putting this technology and maybe the next version of it and the next version along with solar energy personal solar energy systems on your home or some wind energy uh, again you know up on your home and when you start to see some of the, the legislation that was passed around the, the ability to sell back and put energy back onto the grid. Are, I think this is just one piece of that overall puzzle, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you make a, a very good point about um, kind of the first, uh, you know, the first step is always into sort of that, that higher-end market. And a lot of that is because this technology, until it reaches a large production scale, um, it, it frankly is more expensive, and sure. um, you know you look at uh, an, an easy comparison for people to make is you think about car technology, and you look at sort of you know, when were the first sort of wireless connections for vehicles, and you know the the in vehicle infotainment type stuff. All of that started in your luxury vehicles. Yes, you know back uh, probably in the 
mid 1990s, mm-hmm. and now you can buy them on uh, on Ford Focuses and uh, well, and <laughs> and you know when and no one has ever told Tesla in years past that who would ever pay a premium for an electric car <laughs> right <laughs> and and we, now we know many people would pay a premium yeah, yeah. well what i find well, interesting about this at least in the commentaries that i've seen and dave maybe you can um, react to this is that the price of the of the unit right now now by the way that doesn't include ed the inverter which i understand is an important part of that too right well yeah it's mm-hmm. a, yes yeah. it is yeah. that that is the what turns the electricity from, from DC, DC, to AC, DC to AC, and you need yeah. to have one of those as well. So that's kind of a hit, if you will, hidden cost involved in this. Yeah. But um, am I right, guys? That this is essentially though at thirty, let's say thirty five hundred dollars for the kind of capacity they're talking, maybe the ten kilowatt hour, um, is actually really good. I mean, it's low compared to what's out there right now. Well, when you when you think about it, this is the, how how much does this weigh? Can we find that out? Because I'd love to put it on a boat. <laughs> right, go into the marina, you know, charge yeah. up over the over the the night, and then go spend three nights on the hook and have great energy along with your solar panels and whatnot on the boat. Right, so, right. I don't see why it shouldn't be done. I guess. Yeah, I I, I want to. Uh, I think the inverter um, comment is actually an interesting question. Um, inverters uh, should not be kind of overlooked in all of this. Certainly the battery technology is kind of getting the the big headlines. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a lot of effort going on around inverters as well. Certainly Next Energy is working on, um, you know, understanding kind of the inverter market and kind of how the hell power electronics um, industry within, uh, within the U.S. is working. And there's a lot of interest right now in improving all of that for a couple reasons. One, um, coming back to the weight question, uh, how much can you reduce the weight of the inverters? Uh, That's particularly important when you're talking about transportation. Um, But then, in addition, how much can you improve the efficiency? Because when you're running these inverters, um, so you generate, through your solar panels, you generate electricity in D.C., you store it in D.C. in your batteries, but then when you plug something into your wall, you want it to come out in the AC. And so you have right. to have that inverter between kind of that, that plug and the, and the batteries. Well, if you may lose between, uh, you know, 3 to 5% of whatever you store Ooh. just in doing this conversion for mm. the inverter, that means out of your, um, you know, your 10 kilowatt hour battery, you're losing half a kilowatt hour potentially wow, um, that... just in conversion. I see what you're saying. Right. And, and that goes back to the original Edison-Tesla thing, where Edison wanted to uh, foresaw everything in D.C., but you can't transmit D.C. very far. And so what Tes- one of the things Tesla said is, like, pretty soon if when this technology evolves, you'll have to be able to have your own electricity either in a small community or individual homes, and everything will be D.C. Thus, you won't have to have anything A.C. in your house. You could start buying. What he was inferring also is that you could start having just D.C. appliances in, in your house. Yeah, so home. why don't we just admit Edison was wrong way back then, and, and I'll switch to DC. We'd be we'd be done. No inverters. Well, because yeah. he was a fr- he was a friend of Ford, and you know what Ford means here yeah. in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about around the world? And one of the other things I was curious about was if this Powerwall technology. Um, one of the things they said was it would be really significant in developing areas of the world where there wasn't a grid, where and that they could use wind or solar or whatever else to generate the power, and then to be able to store it without wires. Yeah, um, you know that's that's certainly an attractive uh, 
uh, I guess, benefit, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I think, again, as you're talking about the developing world, the challenge becomes price. Um, yes. Certainly, and, and certainly if you're going to be doing things wirelessly, that, that could potentially add to the cost. But, um, you know, that's, that's always kind of the, the challenge in that. It, it does certainly present a very attractive model. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a question of how do you how do you get around kind of the business case for that? Yep, I had a kind of interesting uh, trip this uh, couple days ago. I drove up to Central Michigan University to visit my granddaughters who had a, a special event. They were receiving a recognition for their minor, and um, we passed by. I think it's St. John's, and almost as far as the eye could see were these windmills. Just incredible up there. And apparently they stretch from about mid-Michigan. There's a corridor there that goes over to Saginaw Bay, I think. Well, and past there, actually, because uh, yeah. if you go up the Bruce Peninsula in Canada, go over across the Sarnia and go up right. towards Tobermory at the tip, you cannot go anywhere without seeing just tons of windmills. Dave, I was just curious, in terms of next energy and the kind of things that excite you people as you take a look at and the ones you want to promote, what are the kind of things that in terms of power storage and generation and some of these other things that are really kind of interesting that you see that are the cutting edge here in our state of Michigan? Sure. So you mentioned the Match Energy Grants. One of the one of the grant awardees that uh, won that is uh, Navitas. And they are doing a lithium-ion battery similar to um, similar to what uh, what the uh, the Powerwall is, and mm. um, they are actually looking at uh, large format, kind of the same same sort of thing that the that would be um, for transportation and grid storage, uh, those sorts of things. Certainly, um, you know, I mentioned that. Uh, the advanced lead acid, we have a few companies, actually, that are working on um, advanced lead acid. Uh, it's, it's basically a different design to the, to the current lead acid batteries. The, the chemistry, ultimately, is kind of, a, kind of similar, but it's a, it's a different design that uh, improves upon um, sort of the traditional mm -hmm. lead acid, mm -hmm. um, lowers it in weight, those sorts of things. So, so those are some of the big ones. Um, I mentioned the solid-state batteries from SAFT-3. Um, they are um, they are in they are a, kind of a spin-out out of Ann Arbor. Um, that is, um, you know, honestly, I don't know that much about the battery. They've been uh, pretty secretive because, as you can I imagine, can imagine. This, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a pretty competitive uh, area. So oh, wow, but um, that would be sort of the next generation of batteries. Um, there's some other technologies that uh, aren't necessarily coming out of Michigan that are being looked at for kind of next generation batteries as well. But I think ultimately what, you know, this conversation and um, certainly what the news is, is showing is that there's a lot of space for this kind of energy storage. And, and mm -hmm. you know, I think this idea that there's going to be one, one size fits all is not is not real. I think right. there's going to be a lot of different technologies that fit different, uh, you know, different needs and different yeah. niches. I'm glad, Dave, you mentioned that because I, that's kind of what I wanted to do with the Powerwall and Elon Musk is a showman. <laughs> he has a yeah, great, yeah, absolutely. He has an incredible way of doing that. As you said, very sleekly designed, etc. But to let people know that there's a lot of else that's being uh, developed and going on. And in, am I right in the sense that Michigan seems to have a peculiarly concentrated area of energy development? Yeah, absolutely, and I would I would say that it's not that uh, peculiar. I mean, there's been a lot of effort around the automotive batteries, right? 
and that's where a lot of this comes from is um, you know transportation is noted as needing uh, needing batteries to move into electric vehicles and plug-in vehicles and even hybrids sure. have switched to lithium-ion in a lot of cases right yeah that just and didn't the, happen by accident no and as Dar- yeah, Gary has pointed out often a lot of the technology that we enjoy here and the advances uh, have been because we have the automotive industry which has right. been breaking ground all along Dave Hurst thank you so much for being with us he's a director of market analysis at Next Energy an organization that's promoting the development of these kind of technologies in our fair state Dave thanks for being with us take care all right thank you